Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Yeah, so I think the way you have to look at rumors, and I, at this age, I'm 40 years old now, and I have loved the baseball offseason since I was like eight. So I think, what is that, 32 years of loving the baseball offseason? Obviously, it's evolved over the years. There was no Twitter when I was eight years old. But I'm at the point, and I don't know if this is necessarily bad for the Rico or bad for what we do on the radio, I am. I have now become immune to rumors. Rumors annoy me because rumors don't mean anything. What matters is action. What matters is what happened. And so I know that when we're searching for news and we're searching for information, we hear reportedly Yamamoto prefers the West Coast. Reportedly, the Yankees are holding out a number for Yamamoto. and. I'm not telling you or anyone listening you shouldn't care about that stuff because, look, if you love baseball, you love any information you can get. But I'm at the point of I'm done with rumors. Just tell me when the moves are made. That's where I'm at. Because a lot of times, and you're kind of hitting on this, there are good organizations that aren't linked to rumors. They just go make trades. My dad used to tell me that as a kid about Joe McElvain. He said the, the specialty of Joe McElvain, and obviously this is before social media, there were no rumors. It just happened. There were no rumors about Keith Hernandez being traded to the Mets. It just happened, and it's a stunner. And I'll give you another one where there was no rumor. I'll, I'll give you a more recent one. Mike Piazza, there were no rumors about him being traded. It was Mike and Chris screaming about it on the radio, but there were no links to it. So sometimes rumors don't mean anything. Now, I understand where you're coming from where the Met fan says, hey, we're not linked to this guy. We're not linked to that guy. What's going on? And the ones that matter more to me are not Juan Soto, because I wouldn't trade for Juan Soto personally. And I know that some Met fans disagree with me about this, but I'm just not, I don't have the appetite to, to, to trade a significant part of my farm system for a guy that is a clear rental. He is clearly going to free agency. It is plain as day. And I want to sign him next year. I'm not telling you I wouldn't. Let's go. But I don't think trading for him gives you any kind of significant advantage. So, I have to look at it as, what am I willing to give up for one year? I'm not interested in that. That's just me. Starting pitching, I, I kind of feel the same way about. You know, unless the package is not extensive, I don't want to trade for Shane Bieber on a rental. I don't want to trade for Corbin Burns on a rental. But I do want to trade for Dylan Cease. And the Mets have not been connected to Dylan Cease. So I could see Pete or anyone else saying, hey, that kind of annoys me. The Braves are linked to Dylan Cease. The Braves, we need Dylan Cease. 
that doesn't mean they're not interested. Now, once Dylan Cease is traded to the Atlanta Braves, will I be angry may not be the right word, but will I be upset? Of course. Like, I want to be linked to Dylan Cease or I want to really be into Dylan Cease. But rumors are rumors. And the good organizations, the ones that know what the F they're doing, and I don't know if the Mets are there yet. I hope they get there. I hope David Stearns can make this a competent organization. A competent organization isn't linked to every freaking rumor to appease their fans. That's what the Wilpons used to do. Oh, we're linked to this guy. We're linked to that guy. Who gives a shit? Go sign the guy. Go trade for the guy. So this isn't a defense of the Mets. This isn't a prediction of what they're going to do. This is like a warning, a friendly kind of reminder. Rumors don't mean a damn thing. They don't mean anything. So don't get upset about them. Don't get happy about them. Don't do anything to them because they don't mean anything. Luis Severino signing with the New York Mets, that's a story that means something. Well, and and that's one thing I will say is Steve Cohen, since he's come in, think about all the signings that have happened with the Mets. They just happened. You go down the list, Lindor, the trade, just happened. Out of nowhere. Great point. Great point, by the way, Pete. No rumors. Uh, I mean, t- you talk about Scherzer. You talk about even though Scherzer, there was a little buildup for that, like twenty four hours. But it was basically he signing with the Mets. You know what I mean? It wasn't official, but pretty much done. That's basically what's happened with Steve Cohen. So for that point, part I look and say, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. The 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 less rumors, the better. But it still just makes me nervous when I hear Yamamoto wants to go to L.A. Well, Yamamoto wants to go here. Bothers me. Yeah, so here's the deal with Yamamoto. Clearly, the Mets are interested. I mean, clearly, the Mets are really, really aggressive. Like, I think one of the reactions when you see Severino sign is, oh, how does this impact Yamamoto? It doesn't. Like, there are three tiers of starting pitchers. I laid it out earlier on what I think they're going to go after, what I would go after. Yamamoto, to me, and if this concerns you, I I totally get it. He may be the one ace, quote-unquote, that they're going after. I think that's fair. And if that's a worry for Mets fans out there, totally get it. And I'd agree with the Mets, by the way, because if they don't sign Yamamoto for whatever reason, and I assume they're going to be the highest bidder, I feel good that they're going to be the highest bidder. Doesn't mean they're going to get him. Guy could go to the Dodgers, guy could go to the Yankees, guy can go anywhere. But I think the Mets are at least going to give their best attempt at it. But if they don't get him, who is the other quote-unquote ace you'd want to go after? There's nobody out there for me. Now, I mentioned trading for a guy like Dylan Cease, if you want to call him an ace. I look at him as a guy who can be an ace. He certainly was a year ago or two years ago, and he's a reliable innings eater, and he's got team control. So I'm a big fan of going after him, and I'd put him as the other option. But outside of that, you know, Jordan Montgomery, is he an ace? No, no, not really. Is Eduardo Rodriguez an ace? No, not really. But I'll tell you this about Eduardo Rodriguez and Jordan Montgomery. They'd be damn good additions. They'd be damn good pivots. But if your bar, because I know you even said to me and you tweeted it out there and I called you out on social media, you said, I have to lower my expectations for this offseason. Well, that's really about what your expectations are. If And let's put Otani aside. Let's put him away for a second. We're talking strictly about starting pitching, which is the main focus of this offseason. If they don't get Yamamoto, not because they got outbid, but they don't get him, and their pivot is Jordan Montgomery and Eduardo Rodriguez, let's just say. They end up with Montgomery, Rodriguez, 
and they have Luis Severino. And those are the three starters they had. Is that disappointing? Is that a bad kind of hole for starting pitchers? Uh, I guess the hype of Yamamoto is disappointing. The hype of Shohei is disappointing. So in that sense, you don't get that top-tier pitcher. So in that way, I'm a little disappointed. That's a de- but, but you know what's crazy, man? And maybe this is where the difference is going to be between all of us, really. It's up to everybody. I think that's a pretty freaking good haul. Like, if they added, and the three starters they add, hypothetically, are Montgomery, Eduardo Rodriguez, and Luis Severino, that is not bad. I mean, that, and then you pair that with Senga and Quintana, you're right. Like, maybe there isn't an ace in that group. Like, I'm not going to argue with you, but you got a lot of damn good two threes in that rotation. And that's a pretty capable major league rotation. And obviously, there are other questions about this team next year offensively. That's a kind of a different subject. But as far as the pitching, which has been the priority on all of our minds since they made the decision to trade Scherzer and trade Severino, that's a pretty good haul of an offseason. I think their goal is clearly Yamamoto. I don't think there's any doubt. And they are going hard after him. And there's an appeal of Yamamoto that that guy can be an ace, that that guy can be, let's say, the best pitcher in baseball for a period of time. Like, that is certainly on the table. And so that's why me and everyone else, we're all in agreement that they should be going after him. We're all in agreement that they got to go hot and heavy for him. But we also have to be in agreement that if it's not him, there's a drop-off. And the drop-off is kind of like nothing you can do about. Like, it's not a drop-off of, well, you should go after this guy. Well, what are the guy? Do you want to go after Blake Snell? Like, we don't want to go after that. You want to go after Blake Snell? No, 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 100%. No, not at all. If, if that's the offseason, if the offseason turns into Blake Snell, Severino, and you could even name Montgomery on that, I'll be like, that's a, that's a disappointment. I would not want that. I don't want, I don't want to, he- like, I, good, good for Blake Snell for having two Cy Youngs. But I think he's a little overrated. We talk about the, the downside of Blake Snell. It's not wouldn't wouldn't work here. Yeah, no doubt. I, I like the flexibility too with the Severino contract. Like, let's say Luis Severino uh, hits a grand slam this year. You know, he is what I kind of thought he was going to be in 2023. Okay, sign him, resign him. <laughs> you know, I I think the Mets have shown that. Yeah, it's a one-year deal. Yeah, he could have a career year. Yeah, he could wa- he could work himself into a $100 million contract. That is not crazy. And the proof of that is Carlos Rodon. That's the damn proof of that. Luis Severino has one good year. He could walk away with a five-year, $120 million deal. That's on the table. Go do it. You go do it. A, it helps the Mets. It gives this team a chance to win in 2024. And then B, maybe you re-sign him. A couple of things uh, more about Luis Severino, and then we'll get to some of your reaction. He has not pitched a lot. Like, let's keep that in mind about him. So in 2018 and 2019, Luis Severino was very, very good. That was the year in which he was third. I'm sorry, 2017, 2018. I don't want to get the years off. In 2017, he was third in the Cy Young vote. Had a 2.980 ERA, made 31 starts. He follows that up in 2018, pitches uh, 32 starts, 3.39 ERA, top 10 Cy Young vote. He misses entirety of 2019, makes three starts. He misses the entirety of 2020. He has a bunch of setbacks in 21 coming back from Tommy John. Finally comes back final few weeks of the season, pitches six scoreless innings. Good, but barely pitched. So think about that for a second. Over a three-year period of 19, 20, and 21, 
he made three starts and threw 18 innings. That's insane. 2022 makes 19 starts for the Yankees and pitches damn good. He was he was very good in 2022. 19 starts, 3180 ERA, a whip right at 100. But you started to see the issues that he was having with the Yankees. Disagreeing about 60-day IL stints, disagreeing about coming back from injuries. There seemed to be uh they didn't seem to like each other. Got gets pulled with a no-hitter. Remember that one? Final stretch of 2022. Then he comes back last year and misses the first month of the season. Gets hurt right out of the gate, which was a warning sign of, hey, maybe this contract year is not going to go as well. Has a couple of good starts, and then it all started against the Dodgers. It was actually the weekend where Aaron Judge got hurt. He starts throwing batting practice, and it was unexplainable. Like, his velocity wasn't down. His spin rates weren't off. Like, there was no reason... And there really still is no reason to explain what the hell happened. The reason why it's so mind-boggling is that Luis Severino in 2022 made 19 starts. He was fine. He barely pitched in 2021, didn't pitch in 2020. When he pitched in 2019 briefly, he was really good. Was great in 18, was great in 17. So we're talking about a guy that had never struggled. Like, you got to go back to 2016, his first full year in the major leagues when he struggled. He hadn't struggled since. So this was really unique what was happening last year. He was getting his ass kicked, and he had never gotten his ass kicked in a very long time. The forgotten thing about Luis Severino at the end of last season was that it appeared after the Yankees continued to run him out there all the time, he started to straighten himself out. He had a start against the Washington Nationals in late August in which he pitched into the seventh inning and allowed one hit and no runs. He follows that up with a start against Detroit in which he goes seven scoreless innings and eight strikeouts. He follows that up with a very mediocre but not disastrous start against the Houston Astros. Then he's facing the Brewers, is pitching reasonably well, four innings, two runs, five strikeouts, and then the obliques. So Luis Severino over his final, let's say, five starts was pitching well. Now, does that erase how bad he was before that? No, we can't erase it. But there was at least a positive direction for him. And then, unfortunately, he misses the final month of the season. But just kind of harping on how he barely pitched, in the last five years, five baseball seasons, he has made 40 starts. That is a ridiculously low number. In the last five seasons, he's thrown 209 innings. That is a ridiculously low number. So you want me to give you a positive out of all that? Because I can. I can give you a negative. The negative is he's barely pitched. What, what can you expect from him? That's the obvious negative. And I've warned it, and I put it out there, and yes, should not be surprised if Luis Severino makes nine starts because he strained his oblique. It's absolutely on the table. But here's the the stretch positive. You ready for the stretch positive? Please give it to me. <laughs> guy, guy has no wear and tear in the last five years. He's barely pitched. <laughs> he's, he's barely been out there. Like, that's a positive. Guy hasn't thrown that much. And usually you want to see yourself kind of slowly build up your workload. Well, 100 innings in 2022, 90 innings in 2023. He's all primed for a good 150 innings in 2024. So I like the signing. Did any of that convince you, by the way? Did that get you pumped up for Seve baseball? 
I mean, listen, I, I, I like Severino. My biggest issue is that he just can't stay healthy. That's it. When he's when he's when he's pitching, he's pretty much great. But I again, he he had a very short run when he was amazing, and ever since then, he's just been he just hasn't been healthy. So I mean, listen again, I'm not knocking it as far as a fifth starter. I hope he is turns into an ace because uh, yeah. he has that possibility. So it's funny. I tweeted out. I love this move. I think that's what I tweeted. Something of that nature. Oh, I just wrote, love it. So didn't attach anything to it. Just love it. I could love anything. I could love my drive home. I could love the fact that Cam Thomas is back for the Nets. I could love a lot of things. Everybody knew I meant Luis Severino. And I'll read you some of the responses. The Yankee fan thinks Luis Severino is a piece of crap. Like the Yankee fan is the one saying, you're a moron, this guy sucks, this guy can't stay healthy, and most Met fans were pretty positive about it. And look, to the Yankee fan, I I hold no ill will towards you. I get it. Like, I get it. I, I know how we feel if there's a Met who was with us for a long time, who had not been healthy in a while, who hasn't shown you what Seve showed you a long time ago. I totally get that guy leaving and you feeling or we feeling F that guy, he stinks. I hope you deal with what we dealt with. Totally respect. It. But the Yankee fan, you like, I didn't get one tweet from a Yankee fan saying, you know what? That's a good move. <laughs> it was basically, I'm going to bookmark this so I can prove you're an idiot in the middle of June. The only person I think I saw who was a big Yankee fan that approved it. I think Keith, but your old, uh, your old friend, C-Mac. I'm pretty sure he gave it a thumbs up, like a good move on on that. Oh, there you go. Big Mac being very fair. I appreciate that. All right, here are some responses. Santo writes, high risk, high reward. High risk, high reward. By the way, I the risk is what? The risk is you wasted a rotation spot? Like, is that the, is the risk? Hey, if he doesn't pitch, I, I'm forced to use Tyler and McGill. Is that the risk when Santo says high risk? Like, is this isn't high risk. I mean, $13 million for one year is not high risk. No, and again, it's years. It's years, it's years, it's years. It's about years. A five-year deal is high risk. A four-year deal is high risk. A one-year deal is never high risk. Anyhow, high risk, high reward. This is totally fine if the Mets had two more guys who are better than Seve. Jordan Montgomery, Eduardo Rodriguez, Yoshi. Yoshi Nabu Yamamoto. Are we going to start calling him Yoshi, by the way? I know we haven't used his first name a lot, but it is Yoshinabu Yamamoto. If we get him, are we calling him Yamo or Yoshi? Does he have like a Yoshi ball that he throws? <laughs> That'd be great though, right? That would be great. Thank you, Santo. Uh, Chimp something writes, enjoy the lat strains. Clicked on his profile, Yankee fan. Bob Casey writes, we'll come back to this in June. Clicked on this, Yankee fan. Cool K writes, good luck in those 12 starts. I clicked on this Yankee fan. <laughs> Singing Wolf, oh man, I'm bookmarking this one for sure. I look back at that Yankee fan. Jeff Lickstein writes, I love it if the Mets have a second year team option. Don't give a guy 13 off that year guaranteed unless you get a team option. He does bad, he makes 13. He does well, he walks for a big deal. Mets need team option as benefit for the big guarantee. I would agree with you if you could have gotten that. I don't think you were getting that. I think that's just kind of a one-year deal. Joey Sanchez writes, Seve is awful. I hate this signing. (laughs) 
Epic writes, if this is love it, then you have set the bar very low, and it looks like maybe Montgomery. I really hope more, but nothing with the Mets goes right, even with Steve Cohen's golden egg. I love it is not a low bar. I love it is here's one piece of a rotation. That's what I love about it. One piece of a rotation. Chris Barney has it right. There are no bad one-year deals. He has a huge upside. Dude, I completely agree with that. I've always been a fan of, yeah, it's a one-year deal. JJ Jet writes, I love it too. He's the Mets headache now. (laughs) Mike with the beard was the only person that did not understand the tweet. He wrote, always with these cryptic posts. I have to go searching now. Thanks. Uh, Nestor's Apple writes, you won't like this after a few weeks. JoJo, another Yankee fan, writes, in three months, Evan Roberts, I promise you, you'll be complaining about this signing. He has not pitched a complete season since 2017, and when he pitches, he gives up three to seven runs and three innings pitched. Come on. More like the WFA and listeners will love this because we get to hear you cry some more. (laughs) Wow. Thanks. You like this because I'm going to cry. Look, what JoJo wrote in the middle of his tweet is inaccurate. And we just proved it. Most of his career is not giving up five, six runs. He had a stretch of games last year, and it was a significant stretch. I don't want to downplay it. He had a stretch last year in which he was awful and almost unpitchable. But overall, when he pitches, he's real good. Anyhow, your thoughts on the Severino sound, you can obviously email us, the RicoB at gmail.com.